Drive Radio Podcast for February 15, 2019. I'm Todd Dills. I'll make you a bit of a departure again this week from our normal tack to share part of the conversation we have ahead of the expediting-focused Load 1 feed. President and CEO there, John Elliott, uh, accepted an award from our sister fleet magazine, CCJ, in its annual Innovator of the Year program at a meeting hosted in Florida recently. Load One's innovation, though, wasn't some padding the company bottom line enhancement. It was a tool in the form of a driver app called Ultimate Advantage, now used by the vast majority of Load One's many leased owner ops and drivers just a year into ex- uh, existence, year or so anyway. That tool, furthermore, does a lot of things, but chiefly it allows any owner op leased there at any time to access data on available loads and missed load opportunities in any, in any given area and for different time periods to set themselves up best for success. There are a multiplicity of apps out there for leased owner ops from their companies, but I hadn't seen anything quite like this uh, before when my colleague Aaron Huff first wrote about it this time last year. In the sort of emergency freight service that is the expedited trucking business, having information about where to be uh, to best set yourself up for the next load is, to say the least, a, a somewhat difficult proposition. The app, as Elliot explains, helps enable decision-making with a few swipes and taps, giving owner ops clarity into the overall demand picture in any area they're in, and not just when it comes to load one freight, but competitors' capacity there as well, which the company accesses via relationships expedited carriers have with each other through common use of the Selectus Transportation Management System and its capacity share aspects for fleets with business arrangements between them. Here's Elliot who starts out with a response to my question about Load 1's current size and makeup when it comes to le- its leased owner ops and relatively few company-owned power units, expedited straight trucks and tractors uh, to cargo vans. Load 1, we're an expedited uh, transportation carrier uh, based out of Detroit, Michigan, actually Taylor, Michigan, which is uh, close to Detroit Metro Airport for anyone who's familiar with the area. And that um, we operated over 400 power units. Uh, it's pretty much almost a perfect breakdown of one-third, one-third, and one-third. Uh, one-third being sprinter vans or sprinter-type vans, uh, one-third being uh, expedite sleeper straight trucks, and one-third being uh, tractor trailers. Um, all the sprinter vans and straight trucks are owner-operators and fleet owners now with us. The uh, tractors are about 75% uh, owner-operators, 25% company-owned. And then we okay. own a couple hundred trailers as well which are a combination of dry van, 53-foot dry van trailers. And we also operate a specialized division, which hauls um, high-value type things, products, but um, that run on flatbed, curtain-side flatbeds. So regular ones, okay. step decks, even double-drop curtain-sides. Uh, a lot of the business is kind of automotive world-centric. Is, uh, is that still the case there? Yeah, the X-Plate world, I mean, automotive is definitely a large driver, or consumer of yep. our product. Um, probably for us, it's about 30%. Um, okay. you know, in the Midwest, I would say manufacturing as a whole. Uh, a lot of times it's very hard to tell when you're hauling products if they're really automotive or not. You know, you might right. be hauling um, something that's actually going to go into uh, a dashboard or something like that, but you don't, you don't know essentially where the end product is. I think the automotive industry is tied to so many on different levels of manufacturing across um, the Midwest, especially the Southeast, um, you know, and international between Canada and Mexico as well. In terms of, you know, the um, 
the drivers uh, and drivers with the company is it uh, it's probably not going to uh, correspond directly to the number of power units there I'd imagine uh, given that I, I do suspect that and as with other expedited uh, companies there's a fair amount of teams in there we have uh, I don't know the exact number of time I had did over 500 drivers in the fleet a good amount of teams but uh, not not the yeah. majority of solo drivers in probably 25 the thirty percent of our fleet is teams. And uh, in terms of in terms of compensation for for drivers, uh, just just overall, is it is it all uh, uh, the same across the board? Do folks have a um, in terms of the base uh, base pay? Is, is it all per mile? Is it a percentage type compensation? Or our expedite side is um, you know um, percentage based. Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, like a straight truck, <laughs> they start off sixty seven percent. Um, of the gross, and um, then 100% of fuel surcharge is passed on to the truck um, after <clears throat> after they're with us. Um, certain period of time, they're eligible to what we call the the large logo program, where they get the the big load one on their box, and that uh, we yeah. pay for that. And as well, um, you know, as long as they want it, we like the truck. You know, the appearance is good, represents the company well. Uh, we think that they're going to be a long-term fit for the organization. Um, will then pay to have that done to the truck. Um, and then we actually raise them up from 67 to 70%. So we actually pay them more, per se, to carry the large logos. Cool. And on the car- cargo vans, is it uh, approached in a similar fashion? Exact same exact same arrangement. Well, I, yeah, I was uh, definitely uh, definitely uh, interested in the – I've written a little bit about the, uh, the driver app. It's called Old New Advantage, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed that um, – uh, you accepted that uh, award for Innovator of the Year for that uh, that app, which I believe debuted uh, early last year. Uh, I, I kind of I think I understand the basis of it, but I was I was wondering if you could give me um, just kind of the story there, the context for uh, for Loved One's decision to kind of develop this app, which basically delivers some insight into uh, market and where the demand is for for drivers. Mm-hmm. I think the, I think the intention is is primarily to sort of reduce their to give them a, the ability to kind of to be proactive in in reducing yeah their really own downtime. What we wanted to do was something different than anyone else in the industry had done. I, one of the things that um, about Expedite, it's you know it's an emergency type freight service, so it's much different than standard truckload where. Drivers are pre-planned. You have set lanes. Um, you know, you know, you have high volume lanes or ship points. Expedite it, it. It's again, it's like an ambulance service, and the yeah. market trends they'll move from week to week, day to day. You know, it it is uh, very inconsistent. You know, nobody consistently expedites. <laughs> it's it's a recipe for failure for a company, obviously, because it's you know financially not the way they want to do business. Over the years, I would talk to drivers, and they'd be like, well, I keep a notebook of every shipment I've done, so when I get somewhere, then I try to look at what I've done around there, and I'm like, okay, you're looking at data from, like, two years ago or a year ago. Um, you know, it, it, it's right. just, they would call into dispatch, and dispatch, they'd be like, you know, so where do you think, uh, where are you seeing freight moving? And, and, you know, you're talking to one person, and that one person sees what he sees. He doesn't... Sure. And I was looking at that, I'm like, okay, that person doesn't see the freight we, we turned down. That person doesn't see the freight that we're bidding, let's say through third-party bid boards. That person doesn't see essentially the freight that we couldn't cover and broker to partner carriers. 
<clears throat> you know, there was no way. So we just, we, no carrier, in my opinion, is really giving good insight to a driver. Um, you know, they're giving their best guess, but it's, if you called five different dispatchers, you're going to get five different guesses. You know, we, we looked at it and said, okay, we, we've got all these divergent, you know, parts of our business and that how do we bring that data together? And then how do we take it? Yeah, you know, everybody loves to talk about business intelligence or big data and that, but right. you know, and it, it's great in the office. And, you know, we got optimizers and all kinds of software that does this and that. But how do we take that? In that that data and that intelligence and how do we how do we get it down to the driver and how do we get, give them a tool that they can visualize the data and manipulate the data or filter it and look at it in different ways and that was where it really started you know we we looked at um, some different apps and pretty much what we found was that driver apps out there were pretty much all the same I mean, 90% had the same features, I mean, which were good productivity tools, and, and we built all those type things into ours as well. <clears throat> but the real, the secret sauce or the real ticket was driving that data down. And what we, so what we were able to do was take all the loads we move, take all the loads that we had, could not move. Let's say we um, could not find a vehicle or we did not, um, not able to broker that load. We had to turn it down because we didn't have a load one vehicle right there. Um, <clears throat> all the loads right. from like the major bid boards um, that, you know, we captured all that data that to, to show them, yes, we may not have won the load, but that, that doesn't mean there's not loads there. If we had a truck closer, we might have won because we might have been more competitive on a rate, for instance. We were able to capture all that data and that, and then feed it to the app and allow the drivers to be able to see Okay, I'm 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 emptying here right now. Let me map what's gone on around me for the last, let's say, 48 hours, or let me look at the last week, or let me look at the same day last week. For instance, like right. you know, if you look at the last week, you might be, let's say, in El Paso. You might think ah, this is not a good place. Well, it may be you know different days of the week on the border towns are different. You know, so they can say, okay, it's Thursday. Let me see how last Thursday or last Friday looked. Oh. Okay, they were good. Maybe maybe Monday wasn't strong, but you know, that. so they're able to they're able to toggle and look at that and say, okay, so we moved. Then let's see what did what did we miss? What was the load ones missed opportunities for loads? You know, and then they can put them together the, the, to look at a cumulative picture. The map view of loads in any given area by day or a range of days shows pins on a map that are color coded for what sort of load opportunity or missed opportunity they represent. Green pins show locations of loads moved by load one. Red pins represent those missed opportunities. Loads either brokered out or turned down because the load one owner operator or driver was not available. Dark blue pins then show current locations of other load one trucks, as Elliot goes on to explain. Then as well, they, they see where the other load one trucks are. So a driver might say, you know what, I'm uh, you know, 50 miles west of Nashville. And they might look at the map and say, you know what, Nashville's running hot, so I think I want to move over to Nashville. But I can see that there's, you know, two other load one units there. And, and what's nice on the app, they only see the units of the same size. So a straight yeah, truck okay. is only okay. seeing the other straight trucks. A sprinter van is only seeing the other sprinter vans. And they're only seeing loads that correspond to their vehicle as well. So yeah. they, they get an accurate picture. They're not looking at, well, that, well, it showed heavy. Well, those are flatbed loads or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's specific to their vehicle type. Yeah. But they can look at that map and they can then, let's say, 
put their finger over the area they're thinking about moving, it will tell them where they are in the first stop, first stop, or first in, first out order for that location and how many miles it would take them to get over there. So that, that driver might look and say, well, there's two units over there, but you know what? I'm still going to be number one if I move over there. I was empty first, or I'm going to be number two. Or he might say, you know, I'm going to be number three, but those other two trucks are sitting, uh, you know, a truck stop south of Nashville. Maybe I'm going to move over and, and move north of Nashville a little bit. So if something hits that's really, that has to pick up quick, I'm going to be the, cho- I'm going to be the unit of choice because I can get there. Yeah, he'll be, a, he'll, be a, he'll be in first in line basically uh, if he goes to this uh, other area where that might mm-hmm. be a little less hot. Yeah, okay. You know, then the other piece that's nice is, you know, we work with, with most of uh, the major expedite carriers. So we have, you know, we broker to them as well. And that's so, you know, our, our TMS or software provides us a feed so we can search and see where our, our competitors' trucks are that we work with. So then we were able to map those to the, the app as well. So the driver might tell us, no, load one trucks, but, ooh, wow, there's 10 competitor units there. You know, so again, it, it lets them look at a lot of data and, and make good business decisions versus guessing. And it's not a situation, it's not a situation though where uh, we're not talking about a, uh, like a, not really a load board, a thing where you go on and you, you can actually book the load yourself, but you're still going to be dispatched, right? One of the newer features we put on there was load offers. What we'll do is okay. to speed up, you know, t- traditionally we would have, let's say, a customer call and, um, hey, I think I'm getting this load, this that, can you cover it? And this, that. So we'd be like, okay, um, yep, here would be the rate, this, that. Let us make sure we have coverage for you. So let's say we'd have to call the two or three trucks in the area, go through the details. Here's where it picks up. Here's where it's going to. Here's the pieces. Here's the weight. Here's the dimensions of the load. Um, you know, here's what the rate pays. You know, the that. And driver one, no, I don't want to go there. Okay. Let me pick up the phone and call driver number two. Well, in the meantime, that, that customer is sitting there waiting, or they might have found someone else to haul it. Someone else might have said yes already. So <clears throat> what, another thing we built into the app was basically we create the we offer. We're able to then um, push a button. It would send it to all three units at one time. We're still going to dispatch on first in, first out, but they get all the info they need right there in front of them, and they can basically say, I accept or decline. So then what happens is, okay, we'll say, oh, two out of three said yes. So we can tell the customer real quick, yes, we have coverage. Customer books the load with us. We're still going to move it on the first truck. But we, right. we, we know faster. And as well, it also um, also sends them, uh, we'll call it a robocall. Um, they can have set on their app too where um, they're driving. It'll actually automatically call them and, and um, over the speaker, give them all the load information. They can respond verbally if they want to accept or decline. Right. So it's like a readout if, if they happen to be moving. Yeah, okay. Did that particular that particular feature it kind of cuts out uh, it cuts out the necessity of all those uh, individual phone calls. I'm wondering if that came about as a, uh, a kind of a suggestion from from drivers drivers asking for various features in the app. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, when when this thing started, I had my vision of it and what I thought drivers needed and this that and. Um, the drivers came back with just a ton of suggestions and things that, okay. well, John, we, we want this. And really even the data, we, I'm like, I was thinking, okay, he 48 hours. And they're the ones who came up with, well, same day, same last week, you know, they'd like to see 30 days. You know, they, they had a lot of different rationales and, and business rationales that made sense that we said, okay, 
I, I, I see why you would want that. It's logical. So we're going to build that feature in. Um, you know, they wanted uh, scanning built into the app. Even though we had scanners uh, hooked to our telematics in the trucks, um, the drivers didn't like them. Um, many of them preferred to be able to send it over the app. We did that. The load right. offers, um, you know, came from the drivers. Because one of the things you, you'd hear was frustration is, well, they call me, I get, you know, they, they give me the info, but then I would have to ask, ask that, have to ask questions and, and that. And we wanted something that was consistent. So they got the info every time, the same format right in front of them. Um, you know, for instance, so we did that. Then one of the suggestions that came back after that was, well, you know, it'd be nice for us. It was what would happen is they would accept or decline and then the load offer goes away. You know, if they get the load then that comes over to them, um, you know, they wanted, Hey, could we have the hit? Could we have a history function where we could see our, our load offers, you know, for 30 days, what we accepted or declined, you know, we're like, okay, we can build that in. Um, you know, we, we had mapping on there when they accept the loads, you know, it would map. Um, they asked for traffic and weather. You know, we were able to introduce that into the app. So it's, it's really been a, a really great collaborative effort um, between us, our technology team, and our drivers. I mean, our drivers have really, uh, it was funny, you know, out the gate, any kind of new technology, um, everyone's scared of it. Or, you know, oh, no, they're doing this now for this, or there's a reason, or, you know, those kind of things. And it, 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 it probably the first couple of weeks was like, ah, ah. And, and it's funny how quick that changed. I, I laugh now if, uh, you know, they do, they have to do, let's say, a server reboot and that. And, uh, it's like 30 seconds and the drivers will be sending messages or on Facebook on the, the company Facebook group. Is the app down? Is the app down? And I'll, I'll like go to the IT department. Wait, we have a problem. And they're like, we just, we're doing a reboot. It was like 45 seconds. So we didn't like notify anybody. We didn't think anyone would notice. I'm like, Jesus, man, they notice instantly now. You know, the sky is falling. It's, it's amazing how dependent you become upon technology, how fast. Clearly a useful, uh, useful tool there. What is pretty much everybody uh, out there in the network uh, using it? Yes. Yeah, our drivers. Yeah. I think it's ninety-eight percent are on it. Yeah. Um, you've got, you've got maybe a half dozen or ten guys that um, are extremely old school that have flip phones. They've not moved up to uh, <laughs> have an iPhone or, uh, you know, a lot of the guys use it on multiple uh, devices. They'll have it on their iPad. They'll, you know, or their tablet. They'll have it on their phone, and that. Um, yeah. So it, it uh, yeah, the acceptance is incredibly well. Very good. Congrats on the award again. Yeah, it's really it's really a great testament to what the team did. The Load One Ultimate Advantage app for owner ops and drivers in its network was developed by an exclusive team over the course of a few months before initial launch more than a year ago. Now, Elliot notes, with all those updates driven by driver feedback, then following over the course of the time since. What we started with yeah. versus where we're at today is you know something ten times more powerful. Um, you know, we were we were adding features weekly. You know, I mean, it, it, like I said, it 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 was it was fun. It was exciting because you know we were, hey, could we do this one? Yeah, I don't see why we couldn't. And and right. you know, the guy the team enjoys what they do. Um, they they like working with the drivers and our software and our, our our staff. So it it's a great interaction. They were already in in the the transportation side of software, so they were familiar with the industry and that so it wasn't like a normal third-party company where they don't know your business didn't i read that uh one of the uh, people with the, the company that 
worked on this with you uh was uh, had had a big hand selected throughout the yeah yeah uh yeah, yeah. ed DeLeon was uh one of the founders of selectus and wrote yeah, that which okay. yeah. obviously that was an advantage for us that is our our tms and that so right. having knowing our tms in and out obviously you know yeah. when you have to interface to it is a huge advantage so i mean it, it was just a win-win-win across the board if I might hazard a bit of a prediction here, admittedly not always my strongest suit when it comes to the trucking business, while the expedited world and the close relationships a lot of the major expediters have with each other when it comes to covering freight and somewhat is somewhat unique in trucking, I'd say that if you're leased in an operation where you're involved anyway in the load selection process and your carrier's not offering this kind of a demand metric heavy view into its freight network, I'd say that's well on its way given this example. Even with a carrier like so many uh, in expediting, where a human dispatcher remains a necessary component of the business to as expeditiously as possible cover the customer's load, these kinds of tools give owner ops and drivers the ability to really have their hands directly inside the operational details of the business and for anyone truly paying attention, an ability to set themselves up for success. And now, for the sign-off, let me... I modified my traditional last line today at the instigation of Pennsylvania-based coast-to-coast reefer hauling owner Rob Daryl Schwartz. If you missed my report from the conversation Schwartz and I had a couple weeks back, find it in the Thursday, uh, February 14 podcast, uh, excuse me, post on the Channel 19 blog. Uh, it's overdriveonline.com slash channel 19, channel 19. Schwartz bemoaned what he called the veritable bedlam on, in some on-highway areas with a decline he'd seen not only in the basic abilities and attention to just what uh, they're doing, driving, from the four-wheeled public, but also uh, among too many of his trucking colleagues. Undue stress is part of the problem, he says, but contends the largely vilified electronic logging devices not the primary cause, that's just the tip of the iceberg, he told me. Rather, as I wrote yesterday, highway mayhem looms large under the surface as perhaps the biggest contributor and a slackening of standards didn't start yesterday, the second-generation trucker added. He wondered where this is headed. As he asked, and I quote, Is it all just headed down the tubes? End quote. It's easiest and perhaps most appropriate, ultimately, Schwartz knows, to clean your own house first with a shift in priorities. Schwartz invoked the commonly issued, quote, Be safe out there, end quote, word of parting, often offered to a driver on his way out the door by company management or other colleagues, or by a trucking podcaster signing off at the end of a podcast. My own sign-off was actually stayed safe out there, but you get the idea. To really begin turning things around, um, Schwartz wanted to turn the emphasis on safety toward something more, the notion of professional professionalism uh, writ large, which no doubt includes safety and so much more besides. So, pursuant to that, here on the Overdrive Radio Podcast, we'll change things up a little. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Todd Dills, and that's all for now. Till next time, stay pro out there.